This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance, or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, thanks um, for listening today. I am recording this on a very rainy Sunday in June. It's not really the June weather you'd expect, but... um, Never mind. Also, Father's Day here in the UK, which is pretty exciting. Um, by the time you listen to this, it'll be at least a few weeks in the future, maybe months or years. Who knows how long this will live on for? But um, yeah, that's where I am today. So today I wanted to talk to you about finding a supplier to create your product. So, so far on this podcast, if you've listened to the previous episodes, we've talked a lot about how to come up with ideas, how to validate your ideas and how to sort of get everything ready um, to start finding someone to source your product. So I'll start by saying that this episode is going to be useful for you if you're looking for somebody other than yourself to manufacture your product. Obviously, if you are a creator a maker and you're going to be creating your products you know physically creating them yourself um you might not find this episode is useful but who knows you hopefully you will be able to get something from it so i'm going to sort of go through i guess the the main questions um i get asked by people when they're looking to source a product and um hopefully i'll be covering all the questions that you have on the topic but if not as always you can get in touch with me it's vicky at tinychipmunk.com and let me know if there's anything you wanted to know that i haven't indeed included i'm going to start with one of the first questions people ask me when we talk about sourcing products which is do i need to source my products from china or perhaps anywhere else overseas um And I'll be honest with you, maybe, but maybe not. And it really will depend on the products that you're looking for as to where the best place to source it is. Um, And there's a lot to consider. So so when you source overseas, whether that's China or somewhere else, so I'm I'm basically thinking of most countries with the exception of the US and the UK, manufacturing costs can, not always, can be lower then often shipping will well shipping definitely will be higher and you'll have to pay customs fees so that might offset any of the cost savings you get from sourcing your products abroad there's also an appeal with products that are made in the uk or the usa depending on where you're listening to this from and i bet you sometimes see that on packaging don't you or on product listings um However, so yeah, that is an advantage, things made in your own country. However, not all products are made 
it will be made in your country so you might have no option to source from abroad so using my products as an example um the bamboo products i sell they're just not made in the uk um so at the moment I have sourced mine from China I'm actually looking now to move my production to Turkey that's something I'm sort of actively working on now but um, I cannot find a supplier in the UK who makes exactly what I need so that just isn't an option and that may be the case for you it may be not it's one of these things where without knowing exactly what you're looking for I can't tell you where you need to source it However, I can tell you that I've successfully sourced products from the UK, the USA, China, Turkey, Portugal, India, and all are possible. And hopefully once you've listened to the rest of this podcast and I've addressed some of your other concerns you might be having, you'll be feeling a lot more confident about that. And I guess I should probably add that I know that right now, um, so as I record this, we're sort of still in the midst of COVID-19, that this is a bit, you know, where products are sourced from is possibly a bigger concern than ever. I know that I've seen myself lead times are slightly longer. Um, I've heard anecdotally that it's harder to, you know, get suppliers to perhaps respond at the moment. Um, and maybe they're not as interested in some of the smaller orders. I've actually had a real example with a client recently where she was looking for a very small initial production run and we just couldn't find a manufacturer um, in China that was happy to to do a run that small. They just, Nobody was, was interested. And the reason for that, I'm not sure, but I've heard this from other people as well. And um, so I think because of that, perhaps people are looking to source their products in different places perhaps you are too so I have a detailed blog post I will link to in the show notes with a full breakdown of all the pros and cons of sourcing products in your own country and sourcing from abroad and that might help you to decide what's best for you because as I say I can't give you a definitive answer now because I don't know what exactly you're looking for And I've also decided that since this is quite a big topic, there will also be an episode coming up which will just be about where to source your products and the pros and cons of sourcing um, in your own country versus sourcing abroad. And we can talk about this in a lot more detail. So that will be coming up in a few weeks. So listen out for that. So what do you need um, to, you know, to source your products? What do you physically need to have? Well, the first thing, and we've touched on this on other episodes, is having a clear, brief um, product specification. That is so important. I know I've, I know I've said this a lot of times. If you know if you've listened to previous episodes, you'll have heard me say that. That I think that you need to have a really clear idea of what you're looking for before you go out and start trying to source it, um, because for a few reasons you know unless you know what you want, you won't know if you're getting it. Which sounds really obvious, but it's but it's true. Plus, if you want to compare like for like, so when I, when you do start looking for a supplier, I always suggest you contact as many as possible. Generally, this might sound crazy, but I tend to contact somewhere between 15 and 20. That's how many I tend to send my product specification out to, um, which I know might seem a ridiculously high number to you. Um, the reason being is that there will be a percentage of those that won't even reply to you. There'll also be a number who can't meet your brief. Um, and actually, I find that if I contact, say, 20 suppliers, sometimes there are maybe five or less that can actually meet my exact specification and give me all of the information back that I need. Um, 
and you want to be comparing like you know you want to be comparing like for like so that's important so you want to be sure that out or so you know perhaps you contact let's say 15 suppliers 20 might sound scary you contact 15 and you end up with five who can who come back with give you a quote and they give you all the information that you need what you want to make sure is when you're looking at those five and you're comparing the prices and the production time and everything else that you're looking at the exact same product and unless you've given them a really clear spec and the supplier knows exactly what it is they're quoting you for um you 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 know you might not be comparing like for like you know for example if somebody is quoting you for 500 units their price may well be different for someone who's quoting you for 300 units or a thousand units um shipping terms are important as well we've touched on this in previous episodes um and i've got lots of blog posts on this as well but the shipping costs will vary depending on the terms that you use so that's something else worth looking at something else that you will need to consider um you might want to go back to the product specification episode to have another listen to that just to make sure that you've got everything you need before you um even start thinking about looking for suppliers and contacting them okay so how do you actually find suppliers well um if you are searching so if you are looking in china my preferred site is alibaba which you may have heard of um it's actually, I personally think it's a really good site. It's got better over the years that I've been using it. There seems to be a lot more, you know, verification of suppliers now. You could actually pay directly on the site without having to go elsewhere. There's, yes, there's protection built in for the buyer and there's a lot of suppliers on there. Um, the one downside I will say is until you actually start contacting suppliers I'm sure it is something I've said before as well until you start contacting suppliers the price that you get when you type your product into the Alibaba search bar and then you get all these results and you scroll down those prices are not going to be accurate so just you know something to let you know now until you actually start properly sitting down and looking for a supplier you know what the results you get in Alibaba they're just you know they're just not accurate so just bear that in mind and as I say you don't necessarily have to use look abroad so if you are looking for products in the USA I use a site called Thomasnet and in the UK I use a site called eSources and there's a lot to be said for Google searches too if you're if you're looking in a if you're not looking in China so if you're looking in a in a different country whether it's your own country or you're looking at Turkey or Portugal somewhere in Europe there's a lot to be said for Google searches you can Google the name you can Google the product you're looking for and supplier and the and the country you're looking for and you'll get loads of results obviously when you're not going through a platform it's a bit harder to sort of verify these companies you need to take a few extra steps and um that leads me on to the next thing I wanted to talk to you about which which is how do you stay safe because I know that sending any amount of money anywhere in the world for or to someone you don't know you perhaps haven't spoken to in person for a product that you haven't yet seen is pretty scary um and you know there are scare stories around you might have heard some yourself and this was actually my biggest fear after placing my order so despite feeling that I'd done everything I could to verify that my supplier was legitimate um, I had a big delay at customs and my order was really late to arrive and I was absolutely terrified that it wouldn't turn up and that I'd been scammed and yeah you know 
you can spiral a little bit sometimes can't you or I certainly can but of course my product did turn up and the time I'd taken to validate my supplier paid off we've now had a really long-term relationship this is my very first supplier they've been fantastic um yeah and I and I you know I can't complain however every time I think you well certainly for me every time I place an order I still feel a little bit of nerves because it's a it's a big thing sort of putting down any money for something it's yeah it's I think it it's a big thing and it's I still feel a little bit uneasy every every it's not uneasy might not be the right word but you know it's it's still you've got to be confident in what you're doing I would say to to feel entirely comfortable doing it and there are definitely ways to verify suppliers so most of this can be done online um, or if you're looking at a manufacturer based in your own country, you can usually visit them in person. Um, possibly not now, as I said, while I'm recording this, we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. So, but, you know, just turning up and visiting a manufacturer possibly isn't an option right now. But, you know, hopefully the situation will change. and That's something you will be able to do. Uh, if you are sourcing your products from abroad, then some of the bigger platforms have their own sort of systems in place to verify the suppliers on there. And you can also pay for an inspection if this puts your your mind at rest. So there are companies um, that you can pay that will go and that will go and look at your the supplier you've chosen. And depending at what stage you contact them, they can either go and look at the supplier and confirm their legitimate you know they're a real place a real operation that they're treating people properly um that you know everything's as it should be so you can get people to look at that or you can also get them to go in a bit later when your product's actually been produced and confirm that your product has been created based on your specification and that everything is good with it so that's that's is an option if it puts your as i said it puts your mind at rest um if you're searching on Alibaba, which I will mention because I know it's one of the biggest platforms and one that a lot of people go to. So if, if there's a few things that I always look for, which might help you. So I, as well as obviously the obvious thing is when you're looking for suppliers is that obviously you're looking for people who can make your product. So you would be searching for people who make the kind of product you're looking for. It may not be obvious from the pictures or the description whether they can meet your exact needs and that's where the, you know your product specification and the communication you send to them comes in because that's where you're going to find out. But So you've at least checked that they look like they can provide what you want. But then there are a few other things you can look at. So on Alibaba specifically, you can look for gold suppliers. So people suppliers have to pay to be a gold supplier on that platform um that doesn't necessarily mean they are a, well it should it does mean that there's more chance of them being a legitimate company because obviously they're having to put down some money to do that um it doesn't obviously mean the quality is going to be good or anything like that you can't you know you can't buy that but um it's one thing to look at you can also look for suppliers offer trade assurance so this basically means that you as the buyer get protection if something goes wrong with your order for example if the quality isn't as you specified or if it arrives late this is for me this is an important one and i personally only deal with suppliers who offer trade assurance because I feel that if they're willing to give you some kind of guarantee, they must be pretty confident in their quality. And I've never had to use it, but I like the idea, you know, knowing it's there. 
I also look at the number amount of time um, a supplier has been trading. I mean, if they've been trading for at least five years, let's say, you know, chances are they're doing okay because they're still in business. I also look at their level of transactions. So you can see the amount of sales they've made in dollars. It's, in, it's always in US dollars over the past six months. So, you know, if they haven't made that many sales, they're that might be a question for you. And you can also look at reviews. This is something that Alibaba's added fairly recently. It wasn't there when I first started using the platform four years ago. Um, and, and that does mean that not all suppliers have reviews and some have very few reviews because I don't know how you know go about even add you know I've never actually been asked by anyone I've worked for on the platform to leave a review I'm sure there is a way I can do it perhaps it's not very well known so I mean I wouldn't be put off if somebody doesn't have reviews but where they do it's really useful just to read through and see what other people like yourself are saying about them so other things you can do to sort of verify the supplier you'll be working with is you can well, first, very simple thing is you can Google them and see if they've got their own website, see if they come up in any forums or or, or chat rooms or any chat rooms makes me sound really old, doesn't it? But you know what I mean? Has someone been speaking about them somewhere? Have they had something positive to say, something negative to say? If you are looking at a supplier on Alibaba, you can also look for them on AliExpress. So AliExpress is another site but it's more for consumers so it's where you or I might go if we were looking to buy something personally rather than looking to buy sort of a custom design product and so if the supplier has an AliExpress store they may well have reviews over there as well so so that would give you an idea of their quality because you can look at the reviews on their AliExpress store you could also look for their products on Amazon so for example you might see when you look at suppliers product catalog sometimes the products in their catalog will have a brand name on them and if so you could go into Amazon you could look at amazon.com.co.uk and see if you can find the product with the name you know shown in their catalogue anywhere on Amazon and then you could take a look at the reviews and if you order samples which we're going to talk about next and you end up receiving a sample with another company's name on them again you can look this product up and see what the reviews are like so what I mean by that is when you order samples if you order a generic product sample rather than something custom made I do recommend that you order custom made ones by the way and I'll talk about why in a minute but sometimes suppliers will also send you sort of something they've made for someone else just to show you what their quality is like and what they're capable of and if you have that sample and it's got you know a brand name on it that's actually really good because you can then see if you can find that product selling anywhere else and see what people are saying about it and um hopefully that will help you flag up any issues so those are just a few of the things you can do to stay safe when you're sourcing a product wherever you're sourcing it from um but i think something that really important to say here is that there's a lot to be said for trusting your gut if you feel that something isn't right it possibly isn't if you're feeling uneasy about a a person a company um just go with it because there will be someone out there who can create what it what you want to create you don't necessarily have to go with the first person or company that you find if something doesn't feel right my best advice would be to either do more digging do more verification until you you know you do feel happy or just walk away okay so now I want to talk a little about samples because another question that you might have is well how will I know if this supplier can produce good quality products because obviously everyone's going to say that they can how do I know 
you know, how do I actually know that? So as I say, most suppliers will happily produce a sample for you. Um, You may need to pay for it. You may need to just pay the shipping costs, um, but they should happily put a sample in the post for you. Personally, I would avoid working with anyone that doesn't is it's important to see what you're potentially going to be paying for. And I always recommend ordering at least two or three samples in total so you can really compare the quality. As I mentioned before, you might want, depending on your product, you can either order a stock sample, so this is something they've already got sitting in their warehouse, or you might need a custom sample made. Um, In terms of which is best, to be honest, it really depends on the product. Um, I have always gone for custom samples simply because it's meant that I've then had a product that I can use for things like taking the the photographs, you know, to get that ready for listing online. And I've been able to do that using my sample while my actual product was, you know, the the big production was going on while it was actually being made. Um, And another advantage is you can see, you know, you can we could really see that your supplier has understood what you've asked of them. So they've understood what you've said in your product specification. So an example here is for one of, for my muslins, I knew what size I wanted the designs to be. I got a few samples and one of them, the patterns have been printed far too big, like much larger than I'd envisaged. And it was really good that I picked that up on the sample stage. Ultimately, I didn't go with that supplier, but, um, had I, you know, had they been my first choice at that time, um, it would have been really good to know that, you know, they hadn't quite understood what I was asking for before I'd ordered hundreds of them. I also think it can be good to compare your samples next to your competitors' products if you can. So perhaps by buying a, com- a competing, a similar product to yours, that you can use as a benchmark. And that's a great way to compare like for like, because if it's your first time sourcing a particular product you know you may not know what good quality looks like um, potentially and if you're not sure find a product similar to yours that's considered to be of good quality and then you'll have something that you can directly compare your your samples to and the, the final thing I guess I want to talk about is the question of whether you can source products yourself um because I know that sometimes people can feel a bit daunted by the sourcing process, particularly if it's something you've never done before. And um, I just want to say, yeah, you absolutely can. It takes a little bit of time. I'm I'm going to be honest with you because you need to make sure that you're you're spending a bit of time looking for the you know suppliers that meet your brief, um, and also that you've checked them out and they seem legitimate. You know, you want to spend a little bit of time, first of all, looking for suppliers. You know, that's not something that you're going to do in five minutes. You're going to want to spend some time looking for people that you believe can meet your brief. Um, You'll also be having some correspondence with them. So there's likely to be a bit of back and forth. And depending on whereabouts you're sourcing, there may be a time difference, which will, you know, add a bit of time onto that. Um, And then, of course, you want to be verifying the suppliers at some stage, whether you're doing this initially or whether you're going to wait until you've got a shortlist and then you're going to, you know, do some research and check them all out. But you are going to want to do that. So, you know, this does take time. So you're also going to need a little bit of patience because, as I say, you might find that there is a little bit of back and forth. You might find that, you know, when you're contacting 15 suppliers, say, um, some of them aren't getting back to you or they're waiting 
days to get back to you. You will get replies from people who don't actually answer any of the questions you ask them. They just send you a catalogue. And obviously, you know, you need to think about whether these are people that you want to work with long time. And as I mentioned right at the beginning, you need a really clear idea of what you're looking for. But assuming that you have all of that, which I am absolutely certain that you do, you can source the products yourself. If you need a little bit of help with this, I go into lots of detail on sourcing products in my course. It's called Launch It and it's it's designed to take you through the process of coming up with your initial product idea right through to the products actually arriving with you and you know you're ready to sell it so in that course we go into lots of detail around how to find suppliers in the first place how to start narrowing them down once you get responses how to keep track of everything how to compare how to go order order and review samples and then how to sort of go through the conversation about placing your final order with them so if that's something you're interested in um, I will put a link in the show notes depending on when you are listening to this podcast the course may or may not be open for registration if it's not open at the you know at the time you look you can always put your name in a waiting list you'll get notified when it does open Um, or of course if you'd like to know when that will be you can always contact me so it's vicky at tinychipmunk.com i really hope you found this episode useful i know we've touched on this fairly lightly but um it's quite hard it's, you know it's a, it's a massive subject and if we go into it in, in lots of detail we'll be here a very long time as i say you can get a lot more in the course and um I also have a blog post that covers this as well. So if you've been listening to this while you've been running or walking or in the gym or driving or whatever, or you've had kids around, then you can always take a look at the blog post um, just to refresh your memory. And I'll put some links into there for other information that you might find useful. So yeah, I really hope this helps. If it has done, please do consider... um, rating and reviewing the podcast is really helpful leaving a rating just means clicking a few stars in apple podcast it literally takes seconds and um it yeah it really helps me out so if you wouldn't mind that'd be fantastic okay this um thank you so much and speak to you soon if you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024 i really recommend my podcast host captivate captivate were my top pick when i started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started i've stuck with them for the last four years because captivate is still really simple to use they keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.